I'm half awake, so it'll work. Okay, exactly. Because <laughs> a half a Chris is still better than... No Chris. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a Chris half full situation, not half empty. Roll it. And ultimately, it's not the size of the list that really matters. It's our people opening this thing. For them, we, we just remove them from the list. Like, how do I keep people engaged in email? Oh, it was a man. compliment. It was a compliment. Hello, world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, the place for church, tech, creativity, and all things awesome. With your hosts, Eric Dye, Jeremy Smith, and Phil Schneider. It's time to let the fun begin. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Dye here along with Jeremy Smith, Phil Schneider's own sabbatical. We have Blessing Mbofu, as well as the very awesome Chris Wilson. Chris Wilson is senior staff writer, one of the awesome gents here at Church Mag, um, and he has been handling... Man, Chris, how long have you been doing the newsletter, man? I I think it's almost... It can't be two years, can it? Oh, yeah. No, it's easily been two years. I think it's borderline three years, man. You've been doing it for a long time. No, 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 no. You don't think so? It, it, it's... It's like two years, I think. Okay, well, in internet time, that's long. That we we long. can we can easily check. We just go into Mailchimp and look. When does the date of the email sent change from American uh, date format to British? <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's when. Okay, to proper date formats, Chris. <laughs> to the correct, to the sensible. No, let, let, let's be honest. Like the computerized format, where you do like year, month, day. That that's fine as well. Like that that's acceptable. Yeah, I think that's the superior. To me, that's superior because if you're going to sort by date, uh, like you said, you know, computers, numerically speaking, you do date, month, or you know, year, month, date. I mean, that's. Yes. Makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel it. Seven years in Italy. I feel it. I get it. I get it. My kids still, you know, when you ask them if the milk's expired, they're like, what's the order again, Dad? <laughs> nice. Nice. So... Yeah, the struggle's real. The struggle's real. So uh, Chris has been in the, doing the newsletter for a very long time now and uh, done a lot of cool things. And we just wanted to talk a little bit about newsletters in MailChimp and all that kind of stuff and, and kind of pick his brain yeah. a little bit, see what kind of stuff he has to share with us. Yeah, I'm excited about this. Are you? Well, Blessing, why don't you fire a question oh, at him, man? Yeah, so so one of the things that I love about, Chad, uh, about Church Mag is that Everybody is in different places, and and uh, we're free to ask some of this basic stuff uh, because often for me that's kind of where I am sometimes at something. So, Chris, if I was at church and I was just getting ready to start getting this mail thing right, where would you suggest I start? Like, what's like the very very basics? Oh, okay, very basics. I think. You just want to start with, like, I think one of the things that kills ideas is being overly uh, ambitious with your first attempt. Uh, I really love the, like, minimum viable product idea where you just do the simplest thing first, um, do, like, a, a trial run and experiment. And so I think with email, you just want to work out, like, one use case, like, maybe an email of your weekly announcements and uh, you just want to do like one group, one segment. Don't, uh, don't go crazy uh, with anything. Um, 
set up in MailChimp. It's really easy. Uh, create an account. You can have like up to 2,000 uh, names on that list, uh, contacts before you have to start paying. And you can even use like a, uh, a mobile app to collect emails on site. Uh, you can import via a uh, CSV file if you have everyone's name in an Excel spreadsheet uh, or database. And uh, yeah, there are, there are loads of ways to import uh, into MailChimp. So if you've got, uh, or, or you could put one on your website and start collecting mm-hmm. names there. Yeah, so if you have an antiquated system or, or data collected somewhere else, there's, there's things that you can do to get it into MailChimp to start using the new system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think just just start with like one list, sending out like a weekly reminder or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then from there, you can start doing stuff like you can uh, quickly start A-B testing uh, where you try variations of the same email and see which ones are most effective. Uh, you can start doing, uh, you can start segmenting your list. You can start adding on uh, different emails for different topics and whatever. But I think start with just one, like a weekly announcement probably or monthly. Now, I don't nice. necessarily want to go down the route of all the politics and the decisions in our own personal thoughts of this, but I know that the EU just did something really big for newsletters, whether you like it or not, that I think is important um, with the whole um, need to basically it's you have to opt in, right? You have to opt into yeah, yeah, GDPR the right? newsletters. Yeah, yeah, Chris, Chris, sh- yeah, Chris, share that. Give us a, like a, a short explanation of, of what that is, so that so that people know. And, and there may be there may be churches that have email lists. I mean, or nonprofit organizations that might not even be aware. So, just a quick recap of what GDPR is and and how Church Mag. Uh, felon compliance to that and its effects okay. on our list. I am not a legal expert. Let's clarify that. That's a great way to lead yeah, this. That is excellent. Legal yes. advice. Uh, uh. Consult, consult an attorney. I'm using the right lingo there for Americans, right? Attorney. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. All, all, all that. Disclosure, disclosure, you know, I'm not accountable for this. Okay. No one, no one here is accountable. No, 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 Um, no one. Plus it's EU law. Like EU law is complicated. Even people who are like the biggest super fans of the EU will admit that. Um, So, uh, I mean, is it fair to say if you interact or do business in the EU, you have to opt into gathering people's information and sending them stuff? Uh, Yeah. If you, if you work, if you're a, like if you're a church in an EU country, or if you are a uh, church which has which collects data on EU citizens, uh, then you need to make sure that that data is only used for the reasons it was agreed to be collected, and also um, that uh, that you don't lose it. Basically, you take sufficient steps to keep hold of it. 
Yeah. I was just going to say, I will say, I don't want to go too far down this because I know a lot of people that listen to a certain America have local congregations and probably will not ever have to worry about this. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much benefit would, um, uh, yeah. as far as like understanding the nuts and bolts of it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so we did a technical thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the next thing was, uh, we sent out an email blast, um, checking, like, basically asking people to uh, update their preferences and, uh, and make sure that they were getting the right thing. And we, and we used it as an opportunity to highlight, like, oh, you can, you can get, uh, you know, if you've been getting the weekly one, you can change to the monthly, or if you've been getting the monthly, you can change to the weekly, you know, whichever suits you. Right, which um, which I think brings up an interesting, interesting point in question uh, regarding just kind of newsletters and, and email us in general, Chris, is that is something that should be done fairly regularly. I, I, like, you think like once a year, every six months, where you kind of reach out to everybody and say, hey, you know, you still want to be subscribed to us? I mean, it's kind of scary because you don't want your list to shrink, but it also keeps it healthy. Yeah, I mean, that was a that was a, a really nice a really nice side effect. That's, so, okay. So basically the next step that happened was to segment off everyone who didn't agree. So I, I changed our... Uh, lists to make sure that we had uh, people who had given us consent, people who were in agreement, uh, and then there's a whole load of other people who hadn't. Um, and, and so, in our like weekly, monthly blasts, there were like little little notices, like "Hey, GDPR update, please," and we had like these one-off blasts. Uh, but basically, by the end a load of people hadn't updated their preference. So for the people who... Uh, so then I compared those who hadn't agreed, and if they hadn't um, responded to an email, if they hadn't opened any emails for... I think uh, uh, there are ways that you can check, like if someone's not opened or not clicked or whatever for six months or something like this, or 50 emails. Um, there's a few variants there. So basically, I had I had a whole load of settings which made sure like this person has not done anything with Church Mag for like a year, um, and so the chances are they're not going to open the next year's worth of emails. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Um, and, and so for them, uh, we just we we just removed them from the list. Um, right, and and. And, and this is something that that uh, we historically haven't done a very good job with. At least I haven't. Maybe I mean clearly you're you're doing better with it, Chris, because I mean you did this right. Um, but you know, ultimately, at some point, you end up paying to have those people on your list, and they're not opening it because eventually you'll you know just through through adding people, you might hit that max, and then you have to pay for an account, or it affects the rate in which you pay for your account, and so you know. And ultimately, it's not the size of the list that really matters. It's are people opening this thing? Are they engaged? You know, um, so so it's important that it's more important to have a healthy list than it is to have a big list. How do you, how do you keep people engaged? I mean, I'm just curious about how you think about mail, uh, Chris. I know every week you sort of ask the team, "Hey guys, what are your thoughts?" But uh, you know, I'm just trying to make sense of how do 
if I were a church or an organization just trying to figure this out, like how do I keep people engaged in email? Um, I, I think it's really tough for churches and for us, actually. Like I, I can see a lot of overlap between the types of emails that we send and churches, which uh-huh. are these kind of regular uh, announcement type things where uh-huh. you've got to try and appeal to all, everyone who's following you, everyone who's going to get this email, and you know that they're going to like different things. You know yeah. that... Um, you know that you've got to like try and keep them engaged, but ultimately you also know that you know maybe this week's email will have nothing for you. So how do I how how do I make that uh, interesting for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So like we we have our posts, and yeah. I try and do like quick short summaries of each post, um, and uh, the the order that. They, they typically follow, like, what's been the most popular post this week. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'll take a look at the posts and be like, ah, I don't, I don't feel this post did as well as it should do. I'm going to try and mm. promote this in a different <laughs> way and see yeah. if uh, perhaps that uh, appeals to people more. Uh, so that so that's one thing. Like really try. Like sometimes I've changed headlines and whatever just to see if it leads to people clicking on it. Um, and then I always try and have an intro, and that's usually the hardest thing. So sometimes yeah. it's just highlighting a post again, or like talking about what we've done. Sometimes yeah. it's talking about what's going on in the world. What's uh, you know? Oh look, it's that time of year again. Um, you know, it's it's really easy in the run up to kind of uh, Easter or something because there's mm. there's plenty plenty of like church calendar events that you can just talk about at that time. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I try and think about like what would I want to get as an email? Uh, what would I find interesting? And um, and, and, you know, when I review the email at the end, I also ask the question, like, does anybody care? Uh, <laughs> because wow. because I think people, like, it's it's such a mistake to to go on this long ramble. And I, yeah. I've done it plenty of times. And I've been like, oh, you know, that was that was really well written. Uh, but really, nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, try and, I try and make it useful and interesting. Uh, and hopefully do a half decent job. And I think that for me, there's two things that I love about it. You're always asking everybody what they think. It's not just your own thing that you're doing. And on top of that, the ability to um, have fun with it. Like we talked about with the quest, um, Mm -hmm. I think is good. And at the same time, uh, the ability to, um, make it serious. So I feel like there's the split above where you're giving some unique contents, which is always important. Um, and then below it, you are um, giving kind of the rundown for people. And apparently this is a, a big thing of people are still using alternative stuff for their um, con- consuming content online. So email or whatever else it is. And so we have to at least be aware of that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think the unique content stuff is really, really tricky. It's yeah, I know it's valuable, but at the same time, like, how do you if it's uh, like if this is so good, then it should be a blog post. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and also, like, why do you care? Like, do you care about this blog post? Why? So, like, sneak peeks can be really quite good, like highlighting what's coming up, because then people feel like they're on the inside; they know yeah. something that others don't. Mm-hmm. Um, or, um, but so it, it's that challenge of like, well, do do I keep it short and sweet? Do I get to the point, or? Or do we uh, do we go a bit longer and uh, yeah? And I, th- I I do like having fun with the newsletter. I think that fits with our brand as well because we are. Yeah, and I think I think even even the church secretary who is trying to figure out a good way to put kind of a monthly newsletter together that there is advice in that in that approach that you know if you put something a little something extra a little something special in there beyond the this is a list of upcoming events. That that everyone will look forward to every month because I mean who I mean let's be let's be honest who really wants to know what's coming up next month I mean it's like it's like necessary but it's not like ooh I got that email I'm gonna open it up like if you're busy you're gonna delete it without looking at it because you know it's just a list of events but if you put a little something special in there they're gonna open it up because they're curious they're curious what it is this month because people are gonna be talking about it and they want to know. Right. They open it up. They see that and they happen to see the list of events and something catches their eye and mission accomplished with your upcoming events for the month. Right. And so I think that that while that's part of our culture and that's kind of like what we like to do and you have fun with it and it's awesome that there is something to learn there, even for the church that would just like to send out a monthly list of events that's going to be happening at the church. And they just want people to open it. I, I, on the other hand, Eric, I know uh, from my experience, churches that there's so many people who want to get the email about what's coming. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so so I think that would speak into what Chris was saying about the whole idea of you know how do you meet the needs of a diverse audience like like different people are interested in different things and you're trying to meet that need uh, yeah and and uh, so I've got I have I mean I've had instances where people are more interested in okay I want to be able to look for that email <laughs> to. Uh, because that's where the link is to sign up for that event or it's like the one place where they can get all their updates or the Bible reading plan. I mean, we used to, you know, have that on there, but, but yeah. So, so you never know what uh, you're meeting, what, what need you're meeting for someone. Mm, I think like if you can, segments can help uh, because then uh, like this, this is one of my grand plans for the church mag uh, newsletter. I really want to, but it will take some technical setting up to get done right. Um, But I will have segments for like, if people are more into the graphic side of, uh, of the tech or if they're like more into the sound side or whatever. So Mm -hmm. then, um, I can make sure that when you get an email, the top post in your one is going to be on the topic that you like. Um, and I think like uh, for, for churches that can apply too. if, you know, if you can work out like, well, uh, John Smith 
he's involved in the kids ministry so he should get the uh the newsletter which has uh all the kids events in the top uh it's going to be more relevant to him and he's going to know to open that and then with uh with jane with jane smith if you know like oh well she helps out with uh with the church sound so we better start off with perhaps a rundown of all the events so she knows what to help what she's on board with this week then would you have all that information if you use a church content management system it was that a question or a statement statement i mean (laughs) if it's within the church you know all that information it's the church's email list out and i will say one last thing i i started saying a couple of things i really like about what you're doing chris the other thing um that I think we've talked a lot, a little bit about, and I think in Eric, you and I have talked about a ton is church mag has this opportunity where there's a ton of different levels of the platform. And I think churches need to look at it as well. And you have to think about the mediums, what you're doing. I mean, think about church announcements up front. A lot of churches don't want to take much time with other churches, take way too much time with it. Um, Some churches have to go over every single announcement every single week. Otherwise it's not going to happen. But then the problem with that is, and I've been in youth ministry and I've been just a congregation person and people come up to staff and say, wait, when is this thing? What are you talking about? It's in the flyer. It's on the PowerPoint. Yeah. At the same oh, yeah. time, other people are like really valuing like what is going to be said and we're going to do one or two and that's it. But then even from like the presentation of social media and our blog and this podcast and our Facebook group and then this newsletter, we have to really think like what's the value and what's kind of the priority of all this. And so when I'm thinking about all of our content distribution that we have, like we have church merch and one of the things or church mag press, I know you're thinking about what this looks like as far as consolidating stuff. And I think about this and I think if we're going to be valuing them, we need to figure out a unique way of doing this. And I want, I want the church mag newsletter to be the first place. Anybody sees any of our content regardless, unless there is a community piece to it. And then the Facebook group can be that piece. So this um, podcast we do, we announced it one time on the newsletter and every single week we've been promoting it on the Facebook group. And so if you want to know, if you want to watch us live, you can go to the Facebook group, but, the people that heard it first was the newsletter. Now they're not going to hear about it every single week because like it's annoying and obnoxious, but it's also not necessarily community based. It's information based, even though we're trying to promote that community, but they're going to hear about our um, stuff for the um, sales. They're going to be getting special stuff. Like we did a survey that Eric, we still have to give away those gift cards. They get a special gift card. Like if you filled out the survey and you're part of our newsletter, only they can earn a gift card. Nobody else, whether you're Facebook or podcast or anything else, gets to earn that gift card. And so I feel like we value them above everybody else because they're willing to read our newsletter and subscribe. And I think that's really important. And so I think understanding that's kind of priority list goes there. And to be honest, the social media stuff, at least our Facebook page and our Twitter accounts is not top. Um, we're definitely talking to yeah, people. The, the regular Facebook, regular Twitter, the the fully public facing, yeah, is is of the lower priority. The higher priority definitely, yeah, is the is the newsletter uh, mailing list and then the private Facebook group for sure. And uh, and honestly, even above all of those, including the newsletters, the Slack group, yeah. Um, but that's a very limited group of only people that we. Um, our writers that are pretty let's just say you have to have jeremy's paypal account no i'm kidding (laughs) oh yes (laughs) uh, let me just give it right now (laughs) uh yes 
escalated quickly. <laughs> but I do, I do appreciate this, Chris. And um, anybody else that was doing this that wouldn't give it the time of day, I would be really concerned about because it's that important. And I don't think we do much within Church Mag that we don't do with good intentions and good efforts. Yeah. Um, but I feel like you, Chris, do a really, really, really good job of the newsletter. And like I, yeah, yeah. I, I double check a lot of what Eric or I or other people might post. And I don't think I've ever double checked your stuff except for that question. That's more because I just wanted to do it than anything else. Uh. <laughs> right. I didn't, I didn't catch it. It cut out on me when it was like, I don't check double check much of your stuff apart from apart from that really bad thing that happened. You're going to have to now go back and listen to the podcast just to get you it. Can, yeah, you have to go back and listen. It's just yeah, don't worry about it. Oh, it was man. a compliment. It was a compliment. <laughs> thank, thank you for your compliments. Yeah. Uh, now, Chris, is there anything before 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 we go here? Is there anything that you want to tease to the podcast listeners about the newsletter? Yes. All right, do it. Okay, it's it's serious voice now, okay? Guys, do you remember Church Mag Quest? Wasn't it fun? Didn't we all have a good time? Well, guess what? Church Mag Quest 2 is coming, and this time uh, it's in space. Oh, what? I know. Do now, is this one going to be much harder than the last one? Because I know the last one was not, it was not super easy. It was not like noob level, but it wasn't like I got to hack things out and run a couple of algorithms just to make sure I get the prime numbers for myself. Let's, let's, oh man, prime numbers, nice idea. Um, let's just say it, it escalates as it goes along. So okay. like the first part is easy. Uh, it's taken me a while to work out the correct, like it's taken me a year to work out how I want to do this. Really, seriously, it has. You've been working on this for quite a while. This is awesome. Because like the first, the first one was like a, a, an MVP. It was like, oh, let, let's just see if we can do this, and then uh, like I've overplanned this one for sure. And we had someone that got to the end of it, right? It's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. We had a couple of people. Who got yeah, we had to a couple of people that got to the end. But I like I made a, a major mistake where. Like, because I wanted to have a sharing thing so you could share as you went along. And uh, what I, and, but the idea was it should share the first page so it wouldn't share your progress and people couldn't leap ahead. Um, it didn't work. And so, like, <laughs> shared from the, the last page, then, uh, then everyone else got that. Uh, so, uh, so that was a, that was an error. That won't happen this time. Looking forward to it. Uh, it should, it should be in like two weeks from recording. It should be. Well, that would be like that might be before this comes out, though. Oh no, we have the magic of editing. No, no, we'll make sure. Yeah, we have the magic of editing. We'll. Um, it'll be. It'll either be the week of or the week before. So. So basically, the, the, the long and the short of it is, as you're listening to this, you, you need to subscribe to the newsletter. Like, there's no way around it. You have to subscribe. And you go to churchmag forward slash, is it newsletter? There's also a sign up, like, on every single post. It's right there. You just put your email address, press start, you're good to go. It's easy. Easy peasy. <clears throat> it's easy. Just do it. 
Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag Podcast by visiting Church Mag Online. You'll find a link on our main menu. Go to churchm.ag. That's Church Mag. And while you're visiting Church Mag, send us a message and be sure to subscribe to the Church Mag Podcast so you can receive an early release of the new show every Friday. We don't do that for just anyone. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. 